following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to the Tsunami Faithful Podcast, now sponsored by AkaiCon, August 7th through 9th at the Cool Springs Convention Center in the Franklin Marriott Hotel. Go to akaicon.com now for more information and how you can get tickets. The Tsunami Faithful Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me today is... Paul Pscrillo, the founder of ToonamiFaithful.com. And that's it! Yay! Just the two of us. Hands. You can make it if you try, just the two <laughs> of us. Don't, don't, don't tell my fiance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real though, uh, other people couldn't make it, so... Yeah... Sometimes I think, you can't get somebody last minute. Yeah, that's true, and I, and I think it it's made up for in the retrospective. <laughs> oh yes, uh, in the retrospective segment, which I'm not even sure will be part of this podcast or be its own thing because it is so massive and has six people on it, including myself. Uh, I think about three that have either not been on the podcast much or have never been on the podcast so look forward to that Mm. but we got to get down to business because y'all complained that we would maybe not do the inuyasha recaps anymore so we're gonna keep doing them okay we're gonna keep doing them okay we're gonna keep doing them okay but we are also going to do kill a kill recaps because we have to come on it's kill the kill of course. It's the new thing. It's exciting. Everybody's pumped about it being on Toonami. Well, most everybody. But you know what Jason said. You can't you can't, you can't get every Toonami fan. And that's part of the exactly. beauty of the whole thing. So, without further ado, let's get into the Kill a Kill recap. Kill a Kill, episode one. If only I had thorns like a thistle. As we open up Kill a Kill, we see a classroom where they are teaching about Nazi Germany. That's that's kind of important because there's a lot of similarities, you might think, to the whole Nazi regime thing going on. Yes, there is. There we find a student has... Uh, actually not a student of the school but a spy has taken one of the enhancement goku uniforms that improves the physical capabilities of anyone who puts them on and this guy thinks he's going to get away with it but uh gamagori the disciplinary disciplinary committee yeah the head of the dis- yeah the head of the disciplinary committee he has tracked him down and this guy tries to run away, but it's no use because Gamagori is easily going to take this guy down. He smacks him around a bit, and he says, all right, why don't you try putting it on? And the guy tries to put it on, and it unlocks a certain level of power in him because it's a one-star Goku uniform. And he thinks he's hot shit now, but obviously he's not because Gamagori has a three-star. Anybody else feel like this is like uh, the plain-bellied Sneeches versus the... Star belly sneeches. 
over here, we got stars upon ours. <laughs> little Dr. Seuss reference for you. So he gets the Goku uniform back and uh, pins that guy up at the front of the school for all to see and, uh, you know, publicly Make shame it. him. And then we see Lady Satsuki, who is the student body president of the school and pretty much the head honcho at the school, even above the teachers, as the uh, principal explains later in the episode, because her mother uh, is the... Yeah. The benefactor. Yeah, the benefactor of the school, basically. Now we flash down to into the town where Ryuko Matoi is in town looking for someone who killed her father. That's such a common storyline, isn't it? Hello. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> She gets no, tased no, by all. a couple of uh, punk kids, but then uh, the kid's older sister shows up, and they meet briefly before she tries to get onto the train to get to school, because it's very important to be at school on time and follow all the rules at this school, because it is ruled with an iron fist. And later we see that uh, Ryuko has transferred into this school looking for the person who killed her father. She apparently has gone to multiple schools looking for... Why would you go to schools looking for information to find... I don't know. Whatever. This show's crazy. (laughs) Uh, So she's in the classroom and Mako, the girl she met earlier, asks her to come sit at the seat next to her. And... Right then, they became best of buddies, or at least that's what Mako thinks, and she's kind of annoying Ryuko at this point. They're out in the courtyard, and Lady Satsuki has a uh, summoning of the student body for whatever reason, and Ryuko interrupts it and starts barking at her uh, about trying to find the person who killed her father, and she pulls out her unique scissor blade, half of a scissor blade, actually. It's half of a scissors. And starts threatening her, but the rest of the student body won't take this lightly, because they all worship Satsuki. And the captain of the boxing club decides to challenge Ryuko and beats her soundly and quite easily using his Goku uniform. It was a two-star, so not quite top-tier level, but still pretty strong. So Ryuko ends up back at the tattered remains of her father's laboratory, and is lamenting the fact that she's not strong enough to fight these guys because of their crazy powers. And she falls down into the basement. And that is by design, by uh, a guy lurking in the shadows. He hits a button and lets her down there. And she's bleeding from the previous attack and plus the fall. And that activate, her blood activates something in the pile of clothing. It turns out to be a sentient piece of clothing that, well, is very forceful in trying to get her to wear it. Now, much like the Goku uniforms, this has unique properties, which allows her to unlock incredible fighting potential of her own, but, well, she's not wearing much. (laughs) That's for sure. Mako got taken captive by the head of the boxing club because the student bodies elite four won't stand for such insult to lady satsuki and fukuroda challenges uh challenges ryuko to 
a rematch or they will fry Mako in tempura. Yikes. Interesting, isn't it? Uh, everybody thinks that the, she isn't going to show up when suddenly a cloaked figure appears out of nowhere and it apparently is Ryuko and she's about to battle the boxing captain and he knocks off her cloak revealing what she is wearing underneath and has or what she's not wearing yeah <laughs> what she's not wearing true this show has a lot of ridiculous fan service and this this really uh surprises everybody they're they're quite shocked at what she's wearing and it throws them off their game a little bit but uh Fukuroda is not ready to give up yet so he unsheaths his boxing gloves which are padded at this point to have some kind of crazy spikes but Ryuko easily takes down this guy no no trouble at all and uh rescues Mako then Lady Satsuki appears and asks where she got the uniform and she picks up a microphone I'm not sure where from and says she got it from her father which I'm sure leaves a lot of questions (laughs) and that's that's where it ends uh, one detail I think I, I glossed over there. Uh, Lady Satsuki wanted to confiscate the scissor blade because she understands that it is a special blade that can fight the Goku uniforms because the Goku uniforms are made from life fibers and it's designed to cut them. However, when Ryuko uh, managed to defeat Fukuroda and destroy his clothing, a little bit of it from the life fibers was absorbed into Senketsu. And that yes. is an important detail. That's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. So, so this show's crazy. <laughs> it, it is, is it crazy or is it just insane? Can't it be both? <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably both. I, I'm going to say, like, I, I'm really enjoying this. Um, to be honest with you, I thought that it would be... A little bit different than what it actually is because i thought that you know her having lack thereof clothing would um kind of be distracting but it's not really that distracting as i thought it would would be you kind of get used to it there's there's certainly points where it can be distracting <laughs> yes i'm sure coming up there is going to be some interesting scenes so yeah but yeah yeah but so. if you want Really awesome action sequences. Kill a Kill is all about those. Lots of variety. yes, it's very it's very action packed, and I think it's going to do really well for Tsunami. And I think that it was a good thing that we actually got this series because you know it's going to do well. It's definitely going to do well. I was actually a little surprised because I thought it would be a bit more divisive. Because yeah, it it certainly got some things in it that people don't really like about Japanese cartoons, but. Eh. It seems to be doing well, pretty well so far. We'll see how it goes. Um, you know, not giving any anything away for next week's reading of the ratings for. Oh, uh, let's give it away! Week, it it did well. It did really it did very well. well. It did it like did Attack well. on Titan good. So yeah, so it's it's gonna it's definitely was needed for a tsunami, but uh, we have a ton of talk back to get to. Yes, um, we do. So let's let's get into that and yeah. So because <laughs> this is the first episode of kill a kill i wanted to get as many of these talkbacks as i could so however 
However, we won't always get to everybody's talk back, okay? Yeah. Just like we did in the beginning of the pod, in the beginning when we had the podcast and we started doing show recaps, we're not going to be able to get to all of them because of how many recaps we're doing. So yeah. just be aware of that. So, KG Senpai writes in, Kill a Kill is the extreme ADHD love child of FLCL and Gurun Lagan, and you should love this show because of it. Agreed. <laughs> Blue Alexander writes in, Kill a Kill is what would happen if Bob Clampett made an anime. High-octane insanity with lots of sexuality. I love it. <laughs> Austin Guest writes in, Trying to ignore the hype as much as possible. Fooled me twice with SAO and Attack on Titan. Though, I like what I see so far. Oh, we're not, I don't think this series is going to fool you. <laughs> At least I hope not. Oh, uh, well... Uh, there are interesting things that happen in Kill a Kill. I will leave it at that. No spoilers. Jen writes in, because she can't be here. Love the animation Jen style is. and how action-packed it is. Mako is definitely my favorite so far. She's freaking hilarious. I'm sure you would love her, because she seems like she's drunk. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Cody GGPR says... Weird. I would have guessed the Goku uniform would give you the power to be the main character of a show, but never be on it. Good to know I'm not the only cat who enjoys a good lemon from time to time. Yeah, why was Ryuko eating a lemon? <laughs> no clue. But you know what? I, I, find it, I find it interesting that they're called Goku uniforms. <laughs> yes, that is interesting. Well, I think it has to do with the uh, what Goku means in Japanese. Oh, what does it mean in Japanese? Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I feel like it's heaven or something akin to that. Josh writes in, I find it disappointing that Goku uniforms only go up to three stars. One would think that they would have gone to at least four. Hmm. I'm trying to remember if there is a four-star uniform. Well, isn't... What is her name? The, the, the head of the... Satsuki? Sasuke. Uh, she's not currently wearing a Goku uniform. Oh, really? No. Oh. I, cause I, I almost thought like she had a four-star uniform or something. No, that's... Uh, no, that's just her normal attire. It, I don't believe there's anything special about the properties of what she's currently wearing. <laughs> hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Benjamin Pajon writes in some reverse blade action on Kill a Kill. I can tell I'm going to love this show. Master of the Arts writes in, I beat the Elite Four when I was six. Come at me, bro. Not the same oh, Elite God. Four, but... I do yeah, I know. Sense. I was going to say that that doesn't make any sense, but continue. The Dollars writes in, good job to the folks at AS. Keep getting stuff like Kill a Kill on and we'll expand the block in no time. Blatch writes in, Hooray for Kill a Kill! It may not be the show that saves Toonami, but if that's true, I don't want to be wrong. Shouldn't that be, I don't want to oh, be I... right? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, it, it's definitely gonna, it's definitely doing well for the block. Mm -hmm. so. Daniel Anderson writes in, Kill a Kill kind of reminds me of Soul Eater, only way more over-serious characters. Another thing, Goku uniforms? Cute name. Inu writes in, Kill a Kill's dub sounded good. Props to Patrick Seitz. That was uh, Gamagore's voice actor. Allison writes in, Anyone else think Mako's little brother sounded like he was straight out of South Park? Or is it just me? 
<laughs> he certainly acts like one of the kids from yeah. South Park. I need my cheesy pears. <laughs> Starstorm writes in, with all the Nazis and vampire sailor uniforms, you'd think that Helsing had returned to Toonami. You would think that Hentai was on uh, was on Toonami or something. That was a well-timed scream. <laughs> Mark King writes in, Kill a Kill is a type of insanity and craziness that is needed in anime today, and I am glad more people know it now. Hatsune Danny writes in, Love seeing the Kill a Kill dub. Great cast. Love the action. Can't wait to see more. And Andy Yoho writes in, I imagine people will hate slash get offended by the Kill a Kill fan service, but there is content beyond that. I agree. And I agree as well. Honestly, a lot of people hark on Kill a Kill for being Flash and not enough substance, but there's actually a lot of substance in the show. There's various themes about loyalty, friendship, determination, uh, self-worth. Lots of good stuff in there behind all the crazy action and hilarious comedy. It's a good, and the underboob. Good, well-rounded. So much underboob. <laughs> The underboob, the side boob, the camel toe. The camel toe. <laughs> oh, he's coming. Oh, you're fucked. Anyways. Uh. <laughs> and that is all of the Kill a Kill talkbacks. And uh, we may have to institute a top five policy. Yeah, I think, I, like I said, I mean, crazy. we're not going to be able to get to everybody's, like, talkback. But, you know, we just have to, we get to the best ones and that's the way it goes. But I hate deciding that. Yeah, I know, but you know, hey, we have to we have to be fair, and we have to people need to understand that we have a set time, so mm-hmm. we have to try to stick to it. Our ratings have been going down. We have to condense. No, too soon. Yeah, we can't. We <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we can't. Oh, ew. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can't. We can't actually be like three-hour podcast okay that doesn't work sorry yeah people but. don't seem to dig the three-hour podcast so no not at all so yeah we needed we need to make it less and less and once we get rid of once we get done with the retrospective we'll be able to do more you know that does it for our first kill a kill talk back uh hope you enjoyed it we hope that you keep watching kill a kill on tsunami and hitting us with your commentary but you know don't go crazy <laughs> Yeah, don't don't send us like fifty different talkbacks because you're only gonna get one. Sorry, if that. So make it good. Onward to the Inuyasha, the final act recap. Inuyasha, the final act, episode nine. Sashomaru in the underworld. Without his shards, Koga decides to beat feet. Well, I guess not very fast. And uh, he leaves Inuyasha, Kagome, and company. And Inuyasha's kind of really bumming. Well, obviously, Kikyo just died, so there's that. <laughs> but, uh... It was there for the second time. <laughs> Koga, Koga actually seems a little concerned with Inuyasha's behavior, at the moment yes but they're right back to bickering pretty quick so don't don't worry about it <laughs> so koga leaves and uh inuyasha and company kind of nurse their wounds after that big battle and the death of kikyo 
But meanwhile, Shishomaru decides, uh, Shishomaru's mother appears before him, and... Which, which, by the way, a lot of people on the internet didn't know that Shishomaru's mother was still alive, actually. Yeah, who knew? I hear this is one of those plot lines that people thought were going to happen a lot sooner. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't sure where this episode fell, but... This is this is definitely one of my favorite episodes actually because it gives you a little bit more. Well, I'll let you go on. I'll, I'll talk yeah, about this episode later. actually focuses pretty much entirely on Sashomaru uh, trying to improve the Meido Zengetsuha with the help of his mother. But uh, mother has, shall we say, interesting methods of training her son. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish it was Valerie and Archer <laughs> talking. It, it kind of is, but it isn't, but it would be funnier. <laughs> so she summons a hellhound using the Mado stone, which was left to her from uh, Sashomaru's father. And a beast from the underworld takes Rin into the underworld. Well, Rin and Kohaku, actually. And then Shishomaru follows after them, leaving Jokin behind to deal with... <laughs> talking to Shomaru's mother, who refuses to <laughs> acknowledge his name, no matter how many exactly. times he tries to tell her. <laughs> so Shomaru's walking around in the underworld. He he finds Kohaku, but Rin is, uh, well, she's dead. And he needs to slay the boss of the underworld in order to revive her, or so he thinks. His mother actually uses her power to open a gateway from the underworld so he can escape if he's willing to sacrifice Rin. But he de he doesn't want to do that. So he goes and he slays the master of the underworld, which is apparently a titan. <laughs> and yes, he slays a whole bunch of things. But for some reason, Rin is not being revived. Well, it turns out... His sword works a lot like the Dragon Balls. Well, the Dragon Balls of Earth, anyway. And you can't revive somebody using them twice. He brings her back to the human world, though she's still dead. And Shishomaru's mother says, Well, this was all a test in order to allow you to unlock greater power. Your strength will be increased by the disappointment and sadness of Rin's death, or some crap like that. <laughs> you must experience a great loss. And he did unlock a greater power in order to return to the human world. Uh, unfortunately, Rin is still dead, but Shishomaru's mother's like, well, I guess I can help you this one time, and brings her back to life using what I can only assume is the Dragon Balls of Namek, or at least follows the same rules. Well, it's the I, I think stone. that. Well, I, I I think that she was holding her soul all along, but that's just that's just. Oh, me, so. that might be that. Oh, I, I mean, think about it. Like she was trying to get him, she was trying to teach him in her own way how to do how to use the sword, and now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, her soul's magically back in her body. Hmm. Gee, I wonder what she was doing with Rin's soul. Hmm. Good point. But this is all basically to teach Shishomaru that he's not God, he can't revive people just because he has right. the sword. He's not invincible because he has the sword yep. that can save people. 
and also tells him that Kohaku cannot be saved by the sword either because his life has been prolonged by the shard. And and also the the interesting thing is to see, you know, I, I can't I, I this is one of my favorite episodes because a you get to see where Sashomaru gets his personality from, um, but also you're seeing Sashomaru develop into this. I, I hate to say Inuyasha, but he's starting to develop into Inuyasha. Because if you remember, Inuyasha was kind of like, in the beginning... That's true. Like, you know, I'm gonna kill everybody. Fuck it. I don't give a shit who the fuck I'm gonna kill. I'm just gonna kill everybody and do what I need to do. So show Maru is gaining compassion. Right. And you can see, like... It, I, I don't want to say, like... I'm almost thinking, like, it's like kind of like a father-daughter relationship kind of starting to develop here. Where, like, he's... I don't know, like, he's very protective of Rin in, in the respect that, you know, I w- I'm not saying, like, that's his child or anything, but it, it seems to be, like, that kind of relationship going on, and you start to see that more. Yeah, it, it's definitely so. more of a surrogate father-daughter situation. Right. I mean, he treats he treats her differently than he treats Jockin, definitely. <laughs> poor Jockin. And, um, yeah, poor Jockin. And um, even Kohaku, but, you know, Kohaku's there because, well... Inuyasha's not stupid. What's his name is not, you know, Naraku. come on now. Naraku's not going to sit there and just, you know, go after Sashomaru. He knows he's going to get his ass handed to him. So he's like, nah, I'm not stupid. I'm not doing that. So <laughs> it's going to be interesting going forward to see how things go. Um, but um, what I was trying to allude to is, you know, like I was saying, you really get to see how first of all it, it was very it was very unknown that Sashomaru actually had a mom so it was interesting to see that but it was also interesting to see their relationship and also the fact that it seems and again we haven't we never saw Inuyasha or Sashomaru's father because they both have the same father we never got to see what his personality was like but judging from uh his mother Sashomaru's mother, it's it's seeming like she's she, he gained her personality because she's doesn't seem loving or doesn't even have a personality, just much like what Sashomaru was like. So we just get this we get this picture of okay, this is where Sashomaru got all of his personality from and everything. She did she did note that Sashomaru has picked up a trait of his father which i suppose indicates that shishomaru's father had compassion for humans i mean wasn't inuyasha's mother a human yes yes she was right so there you go (laughs) i kind of wonder and i'm guessing that's probably what happened is he probably cheated on her <laughs> so that's probably why Sashomaru's kind of like fuck you Inuyasha <laughs> but there again well I mean I, I'm, I don't really want to give away too much more about the series but then stop talking yeah I'm just going to stop <laughs> I'm going to pause it there Okay. let's get into the talk back before I reveal things <laughs> Inu writes in nothing like a good Sashomaru episode Note to self, next time, don't bring a little girl to the underworld. Inu. Yep. What am I going to do with you? 
I mean, that's pretty common know. sense, I would think. I don't, I don't know why he thought it was a good idea. <laughs> well, it is common sense. But... I mean, it's not exactly Shishomaru's fault that that happened, but... <laughs> you should have known better, Fluffy. You should have known better. Should have known. Did you just call him Fluffy? Everybody calls him Fluffy. Oh, God. Fluffy-sama. <laughs> Continue with the talk fact. Jesus Play Christ. for Cinema writes in, Rin has really changed to Shomaru. Once upon a time, he was very cold. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> getting your arm cut off kind of helps, too. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but, like, when his arm was cut off, he's kind of like, man, fuck this shit. <laughs> and then he was trying to find, he was, if you remember, he kept trying to find an arm, uh-huh. and then a sword to even wield that. Yep. <sighs> Karasuno writes in, Sashomaru's compassion for Rin has always been interesting to me, since he hates everything. He does. Allison writes in, that Sashomaru episode was good. Also, bad Kogo, leave Inuyasha alone. Anyways, can't wait for more Inuyasha. Love it. Andy Yoho writes in, Jockin could never properly explain to Shishomaru's mom why her son would be with a human child. Hmm. I don't even think he really knows, <laughs> to be honest with you. One of these days, Shishomaru's gonna come home and find Chris Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> Yet another joke I stole from that wonderful Inuyasha episode Infinity video. Benjamin Pajon writes in, so much talk about the darkness in Inuyasha, the final act. Maybe this is where Bungie got that idea for Destiny. Master of the Arts writes in, Tom Saiga, brilliant. Oh, God. Yeah, and then there was a picture. Oh, my God. I love the Tom really? Saiga. <laughs> oh, my God. It'll be really funny if all of a sudden it actually shows up on broadcast. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. But you have to do it during Inuyasha Final Act. You can't just use it out of nowhere. You have to, like, sh- sh- do it during Inuyasha. I'm wielding the blade. <laughs> or maybe he cuts... Maybe he uses uh, he uses it against uh, the intruder. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Wind Scar! That is very plausible. Oh, wait a minute. Would it be Tom Scar? Oh. 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 Well, I think that's a little too on the nose. I think it would be something yeah, else, Scar. Uh, uh, I'm not even going to go there, but anyway. Scar? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Sarah Star? Tom Saga. It's cool. Well, that does it for the Inuyasha the Final Act recap. Lots of quality programming aired on Toonami this weekend, and quite a few people chimed in with their commentary. You might consider this maybe our last big blowout of Toonami Talkbacks, mostly because I didn't take the time to whittle them down to a top 5 or top 10 or whatever. But uh, please note that uh, in the future, we would appreciate you sending in your commentary for Inuyasha and Kill a Kill, so you can have one of those each. And then if you want to comment on another show that aired, you get one more. So three total, but two of them have to be for the shows that we are recapping. That's the new policy. We'll see how it works. Okay, here we go. Darrell wrote in because he couldn't be on the main show this week. We finally got to see Legal Yoko. Oh, how the years were kind on those boobs and booty. Plus, she handled business like a boss. Blatch writes in, Kaku loves his giraffes. You would too if you were up at 2.30am to watch the dang show. 
Frank Full Metal writes in, It feels weird to have One Piece on so late and after Gurren Lagann. What a great episode of Gurren Lagann. Yoko's story during the time skip was great. I loved how Simone and Viral teamed up. Yeah, sucks about One Piece. Especially because it actually beat Gurren Lagann in the ratings again. Not so sure that was such a good idea. Starstorm writes in, You want to know how to kill momentum? Stick a boring, slow-paced show between two really fast-paced shows. Toonami, you have pleased me by putting in the giraffe line in your One Piece bump. I feel bad for Hummingbird. Her mom actually left her for the effin' primroses. <laughs> That's such a great line. Josh writes in, Gonta takes one look at her fun bags and gets inspired to run away. Gonta is a true bro. She totally played him, though. Poor guy. Just can't catch a break. Inu writes in, Never kick a woman. Sanji, you have my respect. Sorry, Kaku, but giraffes are not cool, and they never will be. I disagree. While I won't necessarily say that giraffes are awesome, they are pretty cool. I mean... What's not to like about giraffes? I love giraffes. Jesse writes in, In Gurren Lagann, Yoko returns and Viral joins Team Dai Gurren. That is a summary. It was pretty cool to see Viral team up with Simone and the rest of the crew. Kind of coming uh, full circle. Benjamin Pajon writes in, Chiatsuman used self-destruct. It was ineffective. Darn you, TFS! Yeah, enough of the Team 4-star jokes, guys. Stuff may be happening on Shippuden, but I'm bored. I will never understand why guys find Yoko attractive, but I will never question her badassery. You certainly can't question that. Andy Yoho writes in, Enjoy Piccolo and the human Z-Fighters while you can. Soon you won't be important unless you have spiky blonde hair. Naruto gets shut down by Sakura yet again. Give it up, she's still crushing on Sasuke for reasons I cannot fathom. It's unfortunate that One Piece is in the back of the block, especially for these fight-heavy episodes of Innie's Lobby. Blue Alexander writes in, I think CM Punk said it best, you gotta love crazy chicks. That was referring to Dead Man Wonderland. Allison writes in, Dead Man Wonderland kicked ass like it usually does, but the real line of the night was, I love giraffes from One Piece. And we have a couple of folks who uh, realized the recent schedule change and chimed in on that. Andrea Judy writes in, WTF, why change the lineup? Hashtag lame. Play for Cinema writes in, Last show of the night and I'm switching the channel. F Family Guy and Adult Swim. Well, it was American Dad, which is, personally, I feel is better. And Andy West writes in, what do you guys think of Bo Billingsley narrating Tsunami? Sounds good to me, man. I We got Stephen Bloom for Tom right now, and we have Howard Parker doing a great job when they have uh, narration in the promos. But Bo Billingsley did narrate some promos for Adult Swim, including a particular Cowboy Bebop promo. I would certainly love to hear him again. And that was all of the talkbacks, at least the ones that I could find. So please remember, you get one for each of the shows we're recapping, and maybe one more, if you want, for another show that's on the block. That's mostly to make sure that we get stuff for the shows that we're actually recapping. I suppose it's a little unfair to some of the shows that we aren't recapping, but 
please bear in mind, we're trying not to make these extremely long podcasts. So thank you for your commentary, and uh, we look forward to hearing more. Make it good. And the new thing on Toonami this week was a schwanky Toonami lineup promo. The good thing about this shortened block is you actually have a little bit more time in a one-minute promo to talk about the shows and show them. Yes. Because before it was just like, bam, 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 bam. You're like, you look away for a second and it's the next show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I thought this was a nicely done promo. Lots so. of emphasis on DBZ, not surprising. <laughs> no, not at all. Interesting that they called it DBZ and did not call it DBZ Kai. I think they're trying to fool the casuals. <laughs> Probably. Really, it's all Dragon Ball Z. It's the same story. <laughs> well, Dragon Ball Z now is this Toonami's Bleach. It has to be. Yeah. And, and it's doing very well, to be honest with you. It certainly is. And when we get into the ratings, you know, <laughs> you'll see why it's actually why it should have been starting off the block probably a couple months ago. Probably back in November. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, might might have been pretty good to do that back then. Which which by the way, and I don't know if it has been showing or not, but Adult Swim, you should be playing that channel promo a lot more. Oh, or not the channel show promo a lot more, so that way we can have people <laughs> realize. Because I gotta tell you something, Sketch, and I know some of you are listening to this podcast. Some of you even listening for the first time, which is interesting. But I digress. Where were you like two or th- two weeks ago when the block when it was announced that the block was going down to five thirty and then to five and then to three point five hours? Because I've gotten at least ten. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little step further. At least twenty to thirty people tweeting me on one account or the another or even on Facebook and going. So when did why did tsunami go down to this block or tsunami? Why did you go down to three and a half hours? Where were you guys? Are you just sleeping? Did you all of a sudden realize that Toonami was on and it lowered? Because if that's the the case, then shame on you for not watching. Well, honestly, Paul, I'm pretty sure that anybody who listens to this podcast watches Toonami. I hope so. <laughs> but otherwise, wh- why aren't you watching Toonami? What's wrong with you? No, why are you, ta- no, 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 why are you listening to us talk? for I was an say hour, that, yeah. hour and a half, two, <laughs> hour, three hours instead of watching Toonami. <laughs> that is a poor choice. <laughs> yeah, and we, we should be allowed to smack you across the face. But I have faith that the people listening to this podcast are watching Toonami. I hope so. <laughs> we must have faith, for we are the faithful. Yes, we are the faithful. They had another promo that was related to Toonami. It wasn't actually aired during Toonami. It played on the no. on the Sunday night block. They had a they had a one of their bumpers on the Sunday night block. It played around I think twelve thirty, and it had the fan service meter, in which it went down the lineup on Saturday, including the comedy and Toonami, and rated each show by fan service amount. And pretty much everything was. Mild fan service. One Piece got medium. You'll understand why soon enough. <laughs> and uh, Gurren Lagan got high, and Kill a Kill broke the scale. <laughs> <laughs> Which was hilarious. And I appreciate that 
that kind of thing showing up uh, elsewhere on Adult Swim because it's been a while since they've done anything related to Nami and the bumpers. I think it was back yes. when uh, Sword Art Online was announced. They showed a single image and said, it sure looks pretty. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what most people will say about Sword Art Online, am I right? <laughs> Again, I and, like Sword Art Online. Don't get on my case. And, and Sketch is going to hell. But anyways... <laughs> So yeah, more of that kind of stuff and more general promotion would be awfully nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm disappointed that it does not seem like they are doing topicals for Kill a Kill. No, it doesn't. And I think they should, but there again, Kill the Kill is so big that they probably are just expecting it to do what it's going to do. Which, spoiler alert, it did well in the ratings, so, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But, we gotta get to last week's ratings and this week's trending. So let's get into the news right now. From Facebook, Twitter, and the official Toonami Tumblr, this is Toonami News, powered by ToonamiFaithful.com. Well, once again, there is no press release, so right on to the ratings. On the last week of the 11.30 time slot, Dragon Ball Z Kai managed with 18 to 49 viewers, 770,000. Naruto Shippuden followed with 601,000. Inuyasha The Final Act edged out Shippuden with 605,000. One Piece Ooh. followed at 1 a.m. with 534,000. Gurren Lagann followed at 1.30 with 422,000. Deadman Wonderland, 427,000. Bleach, 394,000. Space Dandy, 334,000. Cowboy Bebop, 315,000. Ghost in the Shell's second gig, 285,000. And IGPX finished off the night at 4.30 with 253,000. In case you were wondering, uh, King of the Hill did about that well. <laughs> eh. I don't have the exact 18 to 49s here. It got a 0 0.2, which should be about 250,000, give or take. Right. And the total viewer numbers we have DBZ Kai at 11.30. 1,513,000. Which is, by the way, that was very close to what Bleach did. Which still holds the record, by the might I add, but continue. Naruto Shippuden, 1,242,000. Yes. Inuyasha The Final Act, 1,116,000. Yeah. One Piece, 887,000. Gurren Lagann, 753,000. Deadman Wonderland, 740,000. Bleach, 724,000. Space Dandy, 655,000. Cowboy Bebop, 588,000. Ghost in the Shell, 535,000. And IGPX, 501,000. So the King, King of the Hill got 512,000 at 5 and 505,000 at 530. Fuck you, King of the Hill. Uh, 
yeah. Well, it took people a couple of weeks to figure out King of the Hill was there, but this week, holy crap. Yeah, fuck the, the fuck. <laughs> Uh, adult swim at the end of the block there. Uh. What? But anyway, what is seriously what? Zero point five at five thirty. I don't remember yeah. the last time King of the Hill did that well in that time slot. <laughs> and about eight hundred thousand total viewers. But more about all of those ratings next week. Now, I know you must be thinking, well, why don't you just give us the ratings now? Because then we won't have any ratings for next week. That's how it works. We don't normally record on Tuesdays if we can prevent it. And to be honest, the ratings have been rather late lately. So, Yeah, they've been coming out on the day that we actually put the podcast out. We almost only had like five ratings to tell you <laughs> for the right and and again this is this is why we don't do the the current week's ratings because then the the podcast isn't going to come out to like thursday or friday because well we would have to wait and you don't want in. that i know you don't want that <laughs> and and the other thing is too is we don't know when they're going to come in they could come in tuesday night they could come in on wednesday like they've been doing for some odd reason they could even come in late on Thursday or Friday. So, or Monday in this most recent yeah. week's case. So we had these just before we did this podcast. So it was a good thing that we recorded on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But anyways. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, dang, man. Toonami did good that last week. Yeah, and, and it's and it goes to, goes to show that what we've been saying along, all along about Attack on Titan, if that was removed, we probably wouldn't even be having this conversation. Now, I kind of think that we might have lost the back end of the block still, but I think we may have held on to the 11.30 time slot if we would have done this, because look at look at this. Again, we don't want to really talk about this week's ratings, but you'll understand why we're kind of a little frustrated uh, when we talk about it next week. But if you notice, 11.30, DBZ... Naruto following it and Inuyasha following that did really well. They all got over a million viewers. 1 a.m. is kind of like a death slot at the moment. I don't know why, but yeah, you know, they seem I'm, to I'm lose to viewers outside the demographic around 1 a.m. Right. They they I'm tend to hold to pretty well with the adult viewers because One Piece held right. Inuyasha pretty well in that regard. But I'm I'm thinking that what's what might need to happen is is they may need to put a new show right there like a premiere show at one o'clock following kill a kill in order to make whatever comes after that whether it be ship it in or final act you know do well because you know it's just seems like that 1 a.m is is just not good so i don't know but we'll, we'll see case. We're going to talk about this more in length next week because definitely, I definitely want to. I'm chomping at the bit to say something, but I can't because it's not. Uh, I think Inuyasha uh, could do pretty well at 1 a.m. after Kill the Kill. Yeah, I think that I think it probably will end up having to be switched. But again, we'll talk about this more next week. Um, but we should definitely talk about trending, which, by the way. I can't tell you how much easier it is to set up tweets <laughs> when the bot is 3.5 hours. Oh my god! Yeah, I bet. I'm sitting there sketch. I'm sitting there sketch, sending these up on my phone. Which, by the way, I'm not telling you what app that is. Um, it's a trade secret. But anyways, um, so I'm setting them up on my phone. I'm like, wait a minute. 
I'm only going to 3.30 in the morning. I'm like, holy shit, this is so much easier. <laughs> so, and to be honest with you, as you're about to hear, three and a half hours does very well for trending. Certainly seems that way, so let's get into it. The United States trends, hashtag tsunami during Kill a Kill, also during the West Coast airing of Kill a Kill. Chaotsu from DBZ Kai, Napa from DBZ Kai, Tien from DBZ Kai, hashtag Kill a Kill, also during the West Coast airing. I hate character fucking trends, but continue. Gamagori from Kill a Kill, Ryuko from Kill a Kill, and Senkets from Kill a Kill, <laughs> hashtag ship it in. Wow, I don't remember the last time hashtag ship it in trended. Well, we, we did that ahead of time, and I... I actually switched back to Naruto Shippuden because I wanted to see... If you could get both? I, no, I wasn't trying to see if we could get both. I was trying to see... Because last week it seemed like a lot more people were doing Naruto Shippuden, so I didn't know. I wanted to do that just in case because I didn't know if it was going to be like that again. Hmm. But and it ended up people were tw- tweeting Shippuden, so thank God for that. But continue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kill a Kill managed to get number two at its highest. Yes. Uh, Sasuke from Naruto Shippuden. Hashtag Inuyasha the final act. Koga from Inuyasha. Sashomaru from Inuyasha. Hashtag Gurren Lagan. Yoko from Gurren Lagan. Hashtag One Piece. Nami from One Piece. Sanji from One Piece. Hashtag Deadman Wonderland. And Ganta from Deadman Wonderland. The worldwide trends were... Chaotsu from DBZ Kai, Tien from DBZ Kai, and Senkets from Kill a Kill. You know... <laughs> almost a perfect like trend. It was almost a perfect trend, and it's... De- I don't understand what's going on with that midnight hour. Like, it's like, can you just... Can we just trend? Like, stop these fucking character trends. Like, if they can trend, why the hell isn't DBZ Kai trending? I'm you know? wondering why DBZ at least, isn't trending. Because I can understand that people wouldn't necessarily hashtag DBZ Kai or DBZ Kai anywhere in there. But you know what? DBZ or Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z, at least one of them, I would hope. You know what? I'm thinking... I want to try something this week. And I'm going to set it up this way and I want to see if it does trend. Because if it does, then there might be something wrong with the hashtag DBZ Kai. But I want everybody that's listening to this podcast, when we do on next Saturday, when we come up on Saturday, I want you to trend instead of DBZ Kai, DBZ. And let's see what that does. Because I have a feeling that maybe something's going on with that hashtag. And as we know, if Twitter's broken in some way, fashion, or form, it may not like a hashtag or something. So Yeah, sometimes it doesn't like hashtags and for seemingly no <laughs> yes. good reason. So, you know, let's let's try DBZ this week and see what happens. Uh, that's the only reason why I'm changing it to see if maybe... Because if it trends sketch, then we know that there's something wrong with that hashtag. There's no doubt in my mind. But if that doesn't trend, then I, I'm, I'm going to maybe have to go to Funimation and be like, so around midnight on the East Coast, <laughs> can you tweet this maybe? <laughs> see if that helps us because... I, Time to really recruit this- Chris Sabat. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, um, but thank you guys. Like we, this is, this is probably the closest that we've gotten to trending every show. Uh, certainly this 3.5 hour block is definitely going to 
help us trend every show. And that's what we need to do to show the network that we want Toonami back on the air. Because you know what? It's going to go away if you don't. And I think that's the biggest thing that bothers me about this whole thing sketch is the fact that, you know, if you guys haven't heard our interview with Jason DeMarco, you guys should listen to it. Uh, it will be on SoundCloud probably by the end of the week, just so you guys know. And I'll have it embedded on the site and on the podcast site. So you guys can just look at the sidebar and easily play it. Um, but what I'm trying to get at is, you know, it, from that interview, it was just interesting to see that with by with the drop of the with the snap of the fingers, the drop of the dime, so to speak, they can change the schedule very easily. Yep, the the higher ups. So, you know, even though you know it's said that Toonami's not going anywhere, it just bothers me that they could just snap their fingers and be like, all right, Toonami's done. One day. Yeah, I I don't think that's gonna happen. No, I don't think so either because the way Jason said, like with you know. It's doing well advertising-wise and getting Adult Swim a lot of money. So, obviously, Adult Swim's not going to get rid of something that's giving them a lot of money. I just I just don't like the fact that they could probably snap their fingers at any point and be like, okay, Toonami's done, anime's done on Adult Swim, goodbye. You know? I don't see that happening anytime soon, just so anybody knows, but that, that's just one of the things that really bothers me about what just happened. Agreed. I, I don't know, like, I, I still think that they pulled the trigger way too quickly. I mean, you've seen the last two weeks of ratings, you know, this, I mean, what we just read, I mean, we're back to what we were doing, you know? I mean, yeah, the back end, the back side of the block is what it is, and even Jason DeMarco admitted that, you know, hey, it is what it is, you know? I don't know, I just, I, I think they pulled the trigger way too quickly. I agree. They do though I do I do think that Family Guy and American Dad leading into Dragon Ball Z is a great idea and they should have done that in the first place. But still, they they pulled the trigger way too quick. Oh, if all they had done was just move DBZ, it all would have been fine. Yes. Just get rid of Attack on Titan from the front end and put DBZ at the front and voila. I dude, I, I called this I called this months ago. They should have had DBZ through start off the the month of movies, and I, I guarantee you it would have done a lot better. At least it would have had a better lead in, you know. But I agree. Hey, shit happens, you know. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? What are so. you gonna do? But I think we've said enough about the news because it's kind of been slow. All we have is trending and ratings so yeah we gave you a whole bunch of discussion on the recent developments of toonami in the past two podcasts so we we don't feel the need to really keep talking about that but um i think you have this don't you have this little retrospective thing you're doing i do one can only wonder if it's actually in this episode find out (laughs) now if you've been around the block with us we've got some goodness like you've never seen before if this is your first time at the party, buckle up. We're going to blow your mind. That was a bit mush, don't you think? Think so. Check Hello this out. Hello and welcome back to the show for the 2005 Toonami Retrospective. Once again, we are recording this uh, outside of the regular show because Paul. Just Paul. Rest Fuck in peace. you, Paul, you fucking piece of shit. It's Black History Month and I ain't been on a podcast this month, bitch. That's that's true. That's it's kind of awful. 
Well, Darrell's here. Oh, yeah. What's up, folks? Fuck all y'all. <laughs> and we have returning from uh, the 2002-2003 retrospective, Soul. Yo. We have returning to the podcast from back in November-ish, Kevin. I'm the boy wonder. Yeah, that motherfucker got some good sound now. We have the fellow who still thinks he's an intern, Fabian. <laughs> okay. Hello, everyone. Yeah, you can speak now, intern. Don't be scared. All right. Thank you for having me back on. And we even have a sixth person joining us for the first time on the show. We have MacAttack. Hi, everyone. Yeah, now we can go and get a fucking Big Mac. I'm hungry. I'm going to be hearing these jokes the entire podcast, aren't I? No. Oh, mean, there's mean a chance. Isn't a oh, shit. Sorry. There's a chance I'll call you Mac and Cheese at some point. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to call a motherfucking macaroni cheese or macaroni Tony, but you know. It's almost inevitable. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking the whole time. Mac and cheese. You mean, is this in the craft endorsement? I'm out of here. <laughs> no, it's Stouffer's, dude. Oh, it does I have to tell you, right? the podcast's only sponsor is Budweiser. As much as I drink, we should have several sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> you, you need a sponsor. <laughs> just not for AA because <laughs> there ain't nothing anonymous about his alcoholism <laughs> hell no part of me expects at some point we'll have like some sort of commercial break where Dwell is somehow doing some exquisite breakdown of booze in a lab coat yeah. <laughs> maybe not a lab coat a discussion of uh, the different kinds of hops He is a connoisseur. Dude, we could talk about this for fucking hours. Let's just get into the um, retrospective. That's a good <laughs> idea. All right. Because there are so many people here, not going to stop after every show. Instead, I'm going to just run down all the shows that aired, shows and movies and events and whatever, that aired that year. And then everybody's going to take turns talking about it. We're going to see how well it goes because this is more people than I've ever tried this with. That's what she said. If worse comes to worse, it'll become a battle royale of opinions like it usually is on the internet of comments. Mm, that is a good point. Yeah, but only the two opinions really matter, minus sketch. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I didn't know my opinion mattered. Of course, man. It doesn't. Hey, who said that? I think that was Chris. How could yeah. you? Don't talk about sketch like that. Don't mess with the sketch. I was worried the intern was going to get the blame. Oh, don't worry about it. The intern got blamed for some other shit. Mm-hmm. Go and clean the toilet, Fabian. Do you want it with a brush? With your toothbrush. You know, oh, Fabian not... stole the toilet paper, right? Of course. That's good. Yeah, and I'm if you sorry. hear uh, sirens, just start running. Oh, okay. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> Anyways, respect the retrospective, please. Yes. Well, the shows that continued from the previous year, we have Duel Masters and Rave Master, along with Teen Titans, Justice League Unlimited. And early in the year, we parted ways with Yu Yu Hakusho and Roroni Kenshin. The new additions for the year were four 
Not one, not two, not three, but four Hot Wheels Acceleracer movies. Which usually extended the block to 6.30, actually. Except for one time. And along with that, following the toyetic trend, Bandai's big show of the year was Dice. Oh, Dice. So we shooting craps now, right? Yeah. It was uh, it was basically a ripoff of Zoids, I guess. Yeah. It didn't last very long. No, it didn't. Then we no had memory. Dragon Ball GT The Lost Episodes because they decided it was a good idea to skip to the action the first time they played it. And then we added in one of Darrell's favorites, Zatch Bell. Yes, the Momoto Kingdom. I am re-watching that on Crunchyroll right now and having a ball. Then we have. lost Megas XLR, sadly, and gained the Batman in the one season that pretty much everybody agrees only had one good episode, and it was written by Greg Weissman. So, <laughs> <laughs> this is the one with that, that weird intro where it goes, the Batman at the end of it, right? Yeah. yeah it's more it's like a whistle. Like, I'm trying to think, because the thing is, I really like that one. I really like that series. It definitely yeah, had its moments. Like a crackhead. Yeah, I like the guitar riff too. The guitar riff in that same song was awesome. Unfortunately, Toonami didn't get to play most of the good episodes. Mm. Which is, I don't do. think. Yeah, no. And the yeah, pain a... kept coming in 2005 when we added Four Kids One Piece, an hour of Four Kids One Piece. Yeah, what a great way to end Toonami. But doesn't it mean we get through the four kids one piece a lot faster and quickly to the Funimation? That was probably nope. their plan. Uh, no, no, that, no, it didn't that, get that, through. No, it any wasn't the faster. plan. No, right when they ran one piece, when they premiered one piece, it wasn't the Funimation even, plan wasn't even oh, on yeah. the radar at that point. Oh. Yeah, it That's was what just I was gonna say it wasn't even on the radar. One yeah, piece. They, I don't even think four kids had dropped on one piece at the time. Yeah. It wasn't obvious yet that Four Kids was going downhill. Yeah. Well, you know, okay. Jason's love of One Piece, he was probably just like, put it on a block anyways. Eh. His alleged love. It was the only One Piece that they could get. And uh, admittedly, if they hadn't gotten it, then One Piece would have died with Four Kids. That. So, thank you, Toonami, for making us <laughs> suffer and then giving us something good in the end. I'm just imagining, like, Jason, like, every time the four kids One Piece dub came on, he just, like, muted it and put it on, like, the audio, <laughs> the Japanese audio track. Man, know. back in those years, I was not well-versed in how good or how bad that dub actually was. If you had ears, you could tell. Apparently, some people... I was, I was, like, seven, so I was just, like... Yeah, you go, didn't know any fucking matter. Yeah, yeah let's just be let's just be glad Dragon Peace isn't here because then he'd start rambling on about how great uh, Yu-Gi-Oh GX was. <laughs> Shut the fuck up let's, about that. Let's not go into Yu-Gi-Oh GX. That's two thousand two thousand six. I think two thousand seven. Two thousand. Oh my god! You should totally get him on next. <laughs> just no. just to talk no. about Yu-Gi-Oh GX <laughs> did premiere on two thousand five, however, but it yeah. premiered on Guzi, which is an entirely different conversation i guess get back on topic fuckers yeah this was uh this was also a year that was rather much a decline of maguzi they got rid of ninja turtles they brought in stuff like Yu Gi Oh gx 
and Pokemon. I'm pretty sure Pokemon started playing on uh, Maguzi around that time. No, uh, that might have been 2006. <laughs> well, anyway, speaking of Yu-Gi-Oh, <laughs> Toonami finally played something Yu-Gi-Oh. First, they played the movie. Yu-Gi-Oh! The movie, the one that was made for America. It's not a terrible movie. It's just not particularly good. It's just not memorable. Yeah, it isn't memorable. There's a very unmemorable villain. Yeah, there's a reason why it hasn't been released, re-released yet either. It's like that ex-girlfriend that she was embarrassed to even fucking admit that you dated. Pretty much the only good part about that Yu-Gi-Oh! movie was uh, some Seto Kaiba fan service. Yeah. yeah. He, he got like a song about how he's like rich or something. What? Are you serious? Everyone thinks I've got it made well. How come my only friends are the ones I pay? I don't, yeah, that I don't remember. I just remember I got like a giant like blue eyes white dragon toy for Christmas because of that movie, and I was just like, okay, I'm never gonna use this. Apparently, that yeah, must have I, done when... pretty all right because then they started playing Yu-Gi-Oh briefly. Thankfully, not very long. Yeah, well, I don't know. I I, I would have kind of preferred them playing the original Yu-Gi-Oh more than Duel Masters. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, don't even get me started on Duel Masters, man. I that saw your deck shit. outside. <laughs> I think this was this, the year when Duel Masters had the straight dub and because there was the first season that was done by Plastic Cow and it was silly and then the second season was more uh, not punched up and then the yeah. the last batch was punched up again or something like that. I don't exactly. Yeah, I remember I remember line. It's like, oh, so this is how it feels like to be Justin Timberlake or something. <laughs> it was so stupid. And because Hasbro apparently owned the 7 p.m. time slot, Transformers Cybertron aired on Toonami, however briefly. When did the first Transformers series come on? I missed that one. Uh, Armada was, yeah, in 02. Ah. That isn't, of course, the first Transformers series by a long shot. but It was just the first one for Toonami. Actually, they played Beast Wars for a week. They did? Yeah, back in uh, 97. 98 was it 98 uh, oh yeah yeah it was 98 because it was okay. it was uh march 98 yeah wasn't it like uh like it took over like johnny quest spot for like a week or something yeah that's what it did all right okay, okay now we've finally gotten to the good part of 2005 naruto shows up and there was much rejoicing Yay! I believe it. Naruto. I think we could all agree that the amount of content left in Naruto was surprising. Oh, yeah. It was TVPG with good reason. Um, the first few episodes were more edited than the rest of the series that, series that ran, which would be in 2006, 2007, but it was still pretty violent for by Toonami standards. Well, like, and then and then again, like, would 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 it be fair to say that like Naruto had more content left in it than uh, Roni Kenshin did? Yes, I would definitely. say slightly. which is which is ironic because then eventually when, when Naruto ended up airing at like five p.m. at weekday afternoons for a short period of time. Yeah. Yes, it did. It yeah. ran right after Maguzi in two thousand seven or two thousand six at that time. Okay, moving on. Mm-hmm. 
And then Toonami added the show that Darrell hates, bo 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 That was my show. I enjoyed That was my show, really. too. That was a weird show. No, that show was just at a young up, age. Man. It was just fucked up. Yeah, people would go into Bobo Bo's sweet yellow afro, although it doesn't look that sweet, and come out as fusion girls. Yeah. Oh, Denbo. It was the original JoJo. So <laughs> how do you how do you get no? It was not the shut original up, JoJo. JoJo predates Bobo Bo by uh, many 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 yeah. years. Yeah. And if, ar- if arguably, Boba Bo borrowed a lot from JoJo. Yeah, like in, in another Z. in another universe, like we could have had Gintama after Boba Bo. That that would have been fantastic. That would have broken the universe. That's why we never got it. Probably. I, I know. The thing about Boba Bo, it was such an unexpected pickup because when they announced it, they announced, "Okay, we got One Piece, we got Naruto, yay, we got Boba Bo." <laughs> Everybody was what? like, what? Oh, hey, yeah, pirates, yeah, ninjas, yeah, moving mustache. People fighting with hey, well, hey, nose no, hair. It was, it was either Boba Bo or Beat the Vandal Busters, so I think that's an obvious choice. Oh, yeah. I, I that was probably right. Atkins or DeMarco's decision to get Bobo Bo more than probably mainstream cartoon networks. That, that's I'm definitely just... possible, but I just wonder if Toei was shopping that show around or something. They probably awesome. were. I mean, it's Toei. So. Yeah, to- Toei did bring it over themselves. So did, <laughs> like, Atkins or DeMarco were like, we want this show. And Toei's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. They had that kind of power back then, I guess. Maybe maybe the show was just so goofy that they were just like, why not? Eh. Well, I, I was always more surprised that Bobo Bo, like, closed the block half the time. That was what was always kind of weird. Yeah. No, that made sense that was, to me because it was comedic. And plus, it wasn't as much of a, of a risk, like ratings wise, since it closed up the lot. Maybe I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe, but actually, yeah. they seem to Tell value the uh, the last two hours of Toonami the most as far yeah. as ratings go. Not anymore. Say, tell... <laughs> Not anymore. I was going to say, tell tell that to Gundam Seed. <laughs> uh huh. Well, that's why Gundam Seed got shifted out because they needed to shore up those ratings some yeah poor gundam seed i swear if they just 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 let it run the good stuff came after tsunami took it off yeah for those who weren't aware what happened to gundam seed i don't know if this was covered in the 2004 section or not but they moved it to okay then i i'll stop talking but it (laughs) finished out in that time slot this year you know yeah it did and the it and ran with started sharing fun. a time slot with dot hack legend of the twilight bracelet that that was the weirdest thing the final two episodes of gundam seed ran nearly uncut as well oh, that in was terms a perk, of, at least yeah too too little too late yeah, yeah they, they, they ran it with the actual with actual guns actual screaming when the mobile suits were shot down and blood spraying everywhere when one of the characters gets shot with the with a real gun, so it and there was some swearing left in too. So it was. Oh, I, I need to rewatch that show. I think they gave it a PG rating. Yeah, they ran the last two episodes with a PG rating. The only thing they did was uh, do some blurring on a character's nudity in the last episode. That was really <laughs> the only edit that was left. Oh, Gundam Seed and its needless nudity. <laughs> yes. 
Needless. <laughs> hey, at least it's not a cross on J. Yeah. That is. C I kind of that. like Cross Anjay, and it's so in a so bad it's good way. But that is not. relatable to Gundam Seed at least because it's the same director. So there's your connection. Well, no, yeah. Fukuda is not directing Cross Anjay actually. Uh, he's just the producer. Although rumor oh. has it he's taken over the director's position because he was unhappy with the direction. <laughs> <laughs> if he's oh, produ- if he's the producer, trust me, he's doing the work. No wonder. Producers yeah. actually do the work for the shows. Rumor has it that he's basically fired the director and is doing the episodes himself since about episode six. No wonder yeah. he got so much That fun. would explain why it has gotten more his style. Okay, moving on. Yeah, I feel it would be important to note that uh, around just at the beginning of summer, Cartoon Network had this big summer preview event in which Toonami played a big part of it was it was kind of the most it was definitely the most Tom and Sarah animation we got the whole year. And, yeah, I remember they, that. Uh, they showed off well, the upcoming shows in a really cool, unique, interactive way. Well, yeah, yeah, it had it's um, the most Tom three and Sarah two point like animation we ever got, period though. Yeah, so. that probably is true. <laughs> Wait, can I confess something? I, I don't know if you guys because I know Duel- Duelist ended up sharing this, but um and my boys and girls club tsunami for like 2013, I think. I ended up just like recycling that audio for my summer preview. <laughs> nice. Of course you did. But that was cool. They uh, that was the first time on air they promoted Naruto and Boba Bo, and, and <laughs> I think in both of those cases they used the Japanese video with the Japanese audio, and they yeah. also promoted. Yeah. Their first original series, IGPX. Yes. Ninja yes. Tunes anime. The yes. show that Jose loves and worships. Isn't that right, Jose Argumento? I can hear him yeah. say yes from here. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Jose's sense is tingling. That was really <laughs> exciting when IGPX launched in uh, November of that year. It's like, yeah. oh man, yeah, we've yeah, been well. waiting. We've been waiting for IGPX to be a show. This is gonna be awesome. I remember I was hyped for that because they had like that flash uh, game. Uh, where you're, like, oh yeah, I played uh, that too. Yeah, did anyone here play the PlayStation Two game? I wish. No, I never did. I never did. Never owned a PlayStation. Never did either. It really should have been a Wii game for that. Yeah. Oh my, that would have been great. Uh, yeah, like, amazing. I just remember playing that game, and then like I was all excited. I was like, "Yeah, I need to watch this episode." And like it came on. Now it's just like I should play the game some more. And then like I remember uh, like uh, Cartoon Network like pushed it really hard because like they had like preview discs in like anime magazines and everything too. Yeah, it was yeah. a big deal. Too bad it yeah. just wasn't that marvelous. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't <laughs> know. Like, I, I'm I'm in that group. Not not as hardcore as Jose, but I I definitely really love IGPX. It's definitely a show I'd rather marathon than watch week to week, though. So. Yeah, it's something that you marathon instead of week to week. But Jose, we diff- like we kind of had our differences on it because he would say, oh, it's like the Formula One to make. And I was like, it's like NASCAR. I was like, because in NASCAR, shit gets nasty. People fight. No, no, you know, no, dude, you know what it's like? It's like roller derby. Like, it's roller derby with giant robots. That's what it is. Yeah, that's, that's the best way to look that at it. That is accurate. Yeah, there's a reason think in, why they're skating around. I don't think in any capacity IGPX is a bad show, but I just feel like it was missing something to grip the casual viewer. 
Yeah, I, I do feel that it was kind of a, a tough pill to swallow, especially when you're around. Well, for one thing, it was directly after Four Kids One Piece. I bet that didn't do it any favors. Oh, no, <laughs> it should have it been after like D, D, they should have moved DBZ uh, uh, DBZ uncut at ten o'clock and then IGPX at ten thirty. Like there you go. Yeah. That's how it well, should. Well, DBZ uncut bombed. So no, it didn't bomb. <laughs> oh, that didn't do well. So like, like, well, it, it did, but not until a little bit later. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that, I yeah. think. But speaking of that, yeah, they did. did play Dragon Ball Z Uncut over the summer on weekday nights around 10.30. And yeah, then, it did really well there. Yeah, it did, yeah, it did very well there, as it should be expected to. <laughs> and it was, indeed, Uncut. Uh, they even played the uh the one episode that people thought were was definitely going to get edits and no they did not edit it what episode was that shocked the hell out of me <laughs> what i could say uh was it was like the that. princess snake episode and oh yeah and there was oh. the yeah. this is on snake way where goku gets caught up in that oh i know it's <laughs> yeah. there's a game of russian roulette i believe yep it's played in that was yeah yeah, and he's butt ass naked for a scene, like full man Goku butt ass naked. Okay. Yeah, and it was just rated PG because they they just didn't even try to determine how it should be rated. They just gave it a PG. I just remember, I think it was at the end of third grade, and like that's when they started airing it. I know it was like somewhere towards Namek. And Vegeta's rage was like uncut, and he said "damn" and everything. Next thing, everyone was like, "Oh my god, Vegeta swore on TV!" And I was like, "Yeah, like we don't already." <laughs> like you don't hear from your damn parents every fucking day. <laughs> I, I, Which, I, I guess let's kind of talk about it, right? Sketch like, like now was it was was that like when it was on Toonami? Was it really a matter of it bombing, or like I had always heard rumors that like they had got Cartoon Network had gotten complaints about. The content. I would believe either case, but I think it actually did do bad in the ratings because the pacing once a week is just not good. Well, yeah, no shit. Yeah, and this is why we're glad they're playing Kai now. <laughs> yeah, there are still some people who are like, this isn't the original DBZ, but like, I know it's like in the latest line where they're like, Dragon Ball Z. They don't yeah, I know. Nobody, nobody said anything about that, but that's that's really funny. I mean, really, it, it's it's just the same show. Why? What even? Well, yeah. <laughs> Let's not yeah, confuse but... people. <laughs> Why does Gohan sound like a bitch? Because uh. <laughs> he's a little brat. Yes, this is true. Okay. But, I, yeah, thought, I, I think Colleen does a really good job as Gohan compared to Stephanie, but that's oh, just by me. far. Yeah, I can. Well, yeah, but I I wouldn't take like I don't. I'm not a fan of uh, Colleen's Goku. I'm like no, no. Dude, Goku. It just doesn't feel right. It does not feel right. So is um Android 18's original actor like back for good? Because not only was she in Bell of Gods, but she's also voicing 18 in Zoneverse. Mm. Uh, maybe I believe yeah, she moved would... back into Texas last year, so that may be part uh, of it. That could be part but of I it. I assume Colleen is probably Android 18 and Kai still though, so. We'll find out when Boo finally, eventually, maybe never airs. <laughs> releases. <laughs> okay. I don't really care for it. At, at <laughs> this moment, back somebody's back. going, hey, they never announced the Boo saga. It's their worst kept secret. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> worst kept secret. Of a company Wait, that has it? many worst kept secrets. <laughs> wasn't it Sabbath or something? 
Yeah. He said something like he was like, "Oh, I can finally talk about it now." When like he found Kyle's angle on Tsunami, then he found out it was like from the beginning. <laughs> All right. Whoops. <clears throat> yeah. And at the end of the year, we had a couple of Batman movies. We had the Batman versus Dracula around Halloween, which is an excellent choice. That was that is always a movie that I have enjoyed watching. I I think oh, it yeah. aired a couple like, of times over the past couple of years on Boomerang. Oh really? Oh. Like I that think movie it has. Really, like that movie is really interesting because it's like, oh, here's a kids WB show. Oh, well now we're gonna give it like a almost PG thirteen rating. <laughs> yeah. The Joker literally drinks blood at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my entire like class at like um at some kids' house had like a viewing party for that because they're just really hyped for it. Wow, that's kind of sad. I don't know. Tsunami was a big deal in my uh, school. It was pretty good. Yeah, say it was an enjoyable yeah. movie. Yes. Well, I yeah, I can't decide whether or not I like that one more than the Return of the Joker for Batman Beyond. Oh come on, Return of the Joker, man! Joker. Return, yeah, Return no of the Joker was is timeless and amazing. Exactly. Yeah, like, you wouldn't think that the Joker was that smart, though, mm. because he always had, you know, you know, he's insane and he's crazy, but you never thought that he would, you know, go that far as, you know, to get into all the technology, man, and to actually download his brain algorithms into a chip, man, and implant it in somebody else. Whoa, spoilers for the non, you know, people who, who haven't seen hey, it. Hey, this is a statue of limitations, <laughs> dude. <laughs> for a, an over 10-year-old movie. Yeah. yeah. Statue of limitations. Yeah, I guess... Yeah, I think the bigger question is what's a better DC animated universe movie, that or uh, Fan- uh, Mask of the Phantasm? Ooh, that's Ooh, a Mask tough of one. the Phantasm was violent as heck. <laughs> I haven't seen that. The best Batman oh, movie what? to come you out of the You haven't seen 90s. Mask of the Phantasm? I haven't I either. Any of the new ones. Uh, what is wrong dude, with you, man? That's not dude, new. No, Ma- you know yeah, what? You're now kicked out of the conversation. from the yeah, 90s, no. man. It's yeah, from that was the like 91. Oh. Like. Oh, yeah, I've still never seen it. Yeah, <laughs> Neither have I, as I said. You know what? Both of y'all just shut up for the next 50 minutes. Well, hey, hey at least Kevin's not Dragon Peace, so eh, that, that was kind of painful <laughs> listening to that up five. <laughs> Leave Dragon Peace alone. Okay. He'll be Dragon okay. Ball Z is his favorite show on Tsunami. Confirmed as casual. Ah, <laughs> busted. Uh, and we have to mention it. They played another Batman movie. They played the live action Michael Keaton Batman movie. Tim Is Burton. That Batman, Batman Forever? Movie. No, it was the original. No, that's oh. not the original. It was just called Batman. It was yeah. the original. The original had Adam West in it. Oh, I see. What <laughs> was the Michael yeah. Keaton Tim Burton Batman? They played it TV fourteen rating with edits. The promo yeah, was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, the promo was. It was. <laughs> Is this the one the with the toy. penguins and Catwoman? Yeah. No, no, oh, that was bad. the oh. one with Joker. Joker. With oh that one. Jack Nicholson as the Joker, dude. Yeah. See, right around yeah, this other... time, so easily, Cartoon Network was playing live action movies for the first time and yeah that, that was they not looked favorably <laughs> wait, yeah, wait, what year did they air uh, Spider-Man uh, uh, 07 I think yeah okay. 07 right yeah. That, yeah but yeah they were around the time they were playing I think Small Soldiers and Roger Rabbit which Roger Rabbit I think we'll all give Makes a pass <laughs> yeah 
Small soldiers, okay. <laughs> but I don't know. It all it all uh, just went I, downhill I, from there. <laughs> Nothing like toy yeah, soldiers stalking at Barbie dolls. I, I still would be okay if Toonami currently aired Scott Pilgrim, just just because I'd be okay with that. Man, I would love to see told... a Toonami promo for that. <laughs> yeah, I actually would be okay with that as well. Holy crap! As long as we can get the Blue Girl. I, I would personally prefer them to play <laughs> live-action movies before Toonami, because I think that would do really well. But eh. uh, Maybe. Maybe. But they as Jason explained worse. about movies, uh, mo- movies are just not necessarily the best use of Adult Swim's money. <laughs> Jason, please bring Redline to Toonami. I'm begging, dude. And now some more emails with your Toonami memories. Hey, Toonami faithful, Rogue Soul Reaper here. I have many Toonami memories, so bear with me as I attempt to pin down the good ones. I actually won a fight because of Toonami. Granted, I was a kid. Another kid wanted to fight, and after I kicked his rear, he jumped on my back. Then I remembered Goku ramming some guy against the wall, so I did that. He didn't get up after that. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I really remember watching Naruto every time I could. Funny story, when the Friday's crew did the annual summer preview thing, they discussed Naruto, and I hated the concept. I probably would not have seen it if Toonami had not aired it. I loved it so much when they aired Ninja Clash in the Land of Snow. My town's annual festival was happening that day, and my family had a booth there. I made them set the TV up so I wouldn't miss it. I ended up missing a funny comedian, but it was worth it. I also sang the four kids One Piece rap every week. Hashtag don't give it up Luffy. And bo 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 Did I add enough bows? That was pretty funny. Another funny thing I did was I'd mix up Mare and the Prince of Tennis and call them the Prince of Mare. I was nine. Give me a break. Well, that's all for now. You can admit anything not 05 relevant. Deuces! Well, I guess I didn't do that. I will never accept Bobo Bo. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is just too bad because it was marvelous. It was a riot. No. It was a riot. It was always a joy to watch. That's that shit I don't like. Eh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <it back. laughs> Alright, well, Chris has already departed, so I guess we'll, uh, all the rest of us will get out of here. So, uh, Mac, where can they find you? Uh, me? Yep. Um, I am MacAttack50 on Twitter. I don't always talk about Toonami, though. I'm usually ta- talking about random things sometimes i'm talking about my writing work i write both original fiction in the vain hope that i'll be good enough to get published and i also write sometimes about my fan fiction sometimes i talk about movies all kinds of stuff i do write anime reviews for toon zone um i usually get a wide variety of stuff plus i'm their designated naruto guy there so every naruto dvd toon zone gets comes to me so I do a lot of that. I've, I use, still use the Mac Attack pen name for those reviews. One of these days, I got to get myself a web page or something so I can like uh, throw them all together. Kevin, where can they find you? Um, they can find me at Twitter user 
either Awestruck Acid, which is what I usually tweet my um, anime stuff on, or Awestruck Vox, which is my main account. And I occasionally tweet anime on there, which I have been doing a lot more lately, just because I'm too lazy to switch accounts. So, um, yeah. Lazy-ass motherfucker. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Fabian. What? You can find me on Twitter at Faboover. And I'm also on Tumblr, faboover.tumblr.com. Ah, Tumblr. Yeah. I also do uh, YouTube. Just do a user search for uh, Faboover. And I post, like, gaming videos and such. I, I got one planned. Although I'm currently working on a fan trailer for Ruby Volume 2 in honor of Monty Ohm's currently passing. Mm. So... Mm. And I think that's pretty much it on my part here. Right. I hope to get that video out within the next month. I hope to get this week's One Piece for a while if a certain someone by the name of Who Rhymes with Mech can give me the pirate lines. I'll get your lines. <laughs> you should have just said Fetch and it would have been better. You said Mech. Ain't that yeah. not a Mech? <laughs> And y'all know where to find Darrell and myself, so... Yeah. We now you return you me. to the rest of the podcast. And I'm gonna take a dub in Paul's coffee. I don't think Paul's gonna enjoy that. It's okay. I feel like in some sick way, Paul will. But before we go, time to deliver one last taste. you can handle and more new shows new heroes same fresh flavor you know what time it is Ooh, gotta go only tsunami and before we get out of here we have one email from allison hello guys meowth 900 here i noticed during tsunami last week during the inuyasha the final act aside from shishomaru being awesome that there wasn't many tweets about the pacing or, you know, the this is too fast, slow down tweets. I was wondering if you guys think, is Inuyasha Final Act's pacing really that fast? I never noticed the speed because my first time watching it in English was on Neon Alley and I binged two to three episodes a day. I guess if you're watching weekly on TV for the first time, it could be a problem. Right. Um, I can answer this if you don't mind, Sketch. Go ahead. Um, I've actually done a review on this. I've done a review on Inuyasha Final Act. I only did the first 13 episodes. Plug. So after episode plug. 13. Yeah, it's plug, plug. If you go to youtube.com slash geeky videos and search Inuyasha Final Act review, it's there. Actually, that's my that's my most viewed review to date, I believe. Um, but anyways, getting to what I, what I, what my main point. Um, one of the things I said in the review, and I, and I think in a sketch I'm sure you've seen the review – um, one of the things I said was that if you if you look away for two seconds, you will miss something in almost every episode of Inuyasha Final Act, and that's what it is. It's not they're not speeding up the tapes, they're not doing anything to it. It just goes by just like that. And if you're not paying attention, you will miss something. And that's that was the point of my review. If you don't pay attention to these episodes, you will miss something. Now, as you've noticed. It's starting to slow down, and now it's starting to, you know, okay, we're going to focus on 
mainly one thing and not focus on 50 different things going on. <laughs> so that definitely helps. So while you're not seeing as many tweets about that, it's because it's starting to slow down and focus in on one thing. You know, last week with that big battle, it was just focused in on that one battle and it wasn't just going by quickly. Whereas a couple episodes ago, you got this going on with Inuyasha, you got this going on with Sashomaru, you got this going on with Koga, you know, it is what it is, but that's the way final act was done. And you know, it, it's still a good series. The pacing, yeah, can be nerve wracking at best, but Hey, that's what DVDs and Blu-rays are for, man. You're supposed to go out and buy this if you like it and watch it two or three times. So, hopefully that answers your question, Allison. Well, that is the only listener mail that we're going to read this week. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) We've had so much. Oh, my God. (laughs) It seems people take... uh the opportunity for listener mail to say, I'm going to write an essay and send that. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't Arthur's send done. essays. We understand that Twitter <laughs> doesn't allow for a lot of characters. So that's why it's good to be yeah. able to do emails, but keep it brief guys. Please. Um, but anyways, I think it's time to get out of here. Um, real quick, I'm going to, we're going to extend the Indiegogo because a couple of you have actually said that you want to contribute to it still. So I'm going to extend it a little bit longer. It allows me to extend for 60 days. So we should be good in that retrospective. If it doesn't, it'll be done probably a day or two after this podcast comes out. But if not, that'll still be available and I'll still promote it. So that way you guys can still contribute and hell we may even get to the goal if a lot of you do decide to use that um but there's something else that we're going to be doing and sketch i i know you can well you can explain it better than how i would explain it so i'll let you take it from here okay so per suggestion by jose who is still our friend by the way yeah by the way we don't hate jose He suggested that we do a Patreon, which is a system where you can pledge a certain amount of money every month to whoever content provider you feel is providing you worthwhile content. We want to stress that this is not a subscription like you're paying for the podcast. Please don't think that because it doesn't cost anything to do the podcast itself. This is more of a tipping system. Like, you enjoy our podcast, tip us five bucks a month, tip us a dollar a month. A dollar a month could actually go quite a ways if a lot of people do it. And this is, as Jose pointed out to me in Sketch, this is a normal thing that's happening in podcasts. Yeah, lots of people are doing it. I'm seeing more and more people use this system as a manner to fund their projects. And what I'm thinking on, what I'm thinking of doing, and I think this would be a great idea. A lot of you, I put up the, the, a picture of the new shirt that we want to put out for uh, tsunami faithful.com. Um, I think what we could do is, and we'll come up, but we'll come up with something, you know, if you guys say like you donate 10 or more dollars a month, you know, obviously, you know, me and Sketch want you to get something for doing this, you know. So let's say that you donate $10 or more a month. 
um, we'll get you a t-shirt. You know, you do that. You sign up for a year. You do ten dollars a month. We'll get you a t-shirt for free. You're not. You're. We're not going to charge you for a shirt. We're going to get you one for free. You know, I think that's. I think that's something we can do. Uh, we might be able to come up with some other things, but again, you know, the reason we're doing these things, and I need to make this a point. The reason why there's an Indiegogo, the reason why we're doing a Patreon, or anything else that we may come up with in the future, is to fund this site to fund the podcast well we don't need to fund the podcast anymore at least for a year um but you know to fund how all this stuff because you know what yeah i pay for that but the problem is it's becoming more of an expense and we also want to do more cons too so this allows us to have those funds to be able to fly sketch all the way out from the west coast no i'm not telling you where he lives from the West Coast, and have him come to MomoCon, for example, or to any con that we go to, because we want to do more cons, and we want to be able to be invited to these cons and be able to pay for these cons. But we can't do that. We can't come to your con, said con, for example, if we don't have that money. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to spread our wings, so to speak, and do more stuff and bring you more content. And in order to do that, we have to be able to have the funds to do it because it's it's kind of like tsunami you know in the retrospect that if we don't have the budget to do it we're not going to do it Mm. bottom line and let us stress that wherever we go whatever we do we will be providing you content we're not vacationing and and by the way i need to make i i haven't made this point but i need to make this point tsunami and adult swim but more probably more adult swim know what we're doing okay and they keep an eye on us so don't think this is going in my pocket because the minute that any of this money were to go in my pocket i'd get a knock on the door from a lawyer (laughs) and paul doesn't want to have a knock on the door from a a high-priced lawyer from a network okay (laughs) so don't worry about me going out and spending money or as some of you started to believe which should be a joke but going to Darrell's drunk fund or whatever. <laughs> no, it's not. No, none of that money is going anywhere. It's going to fund everything. Okay. So, and by the way, I got to thank Akai Khan for stepping up and sponsoring our podcast and helping us out because that's really an expense that, you know, was becoming something that me and Sketch were kind of like, how the hell are we going to pay for this? <laughs> so, you know, thank you for them for sponsoring our podcast and believing in us and helping us out to, you know, do the things that we do. And by the way, you guys should check them out at KaiCon.com and, you know, see what they're doing. Because they, you know, they really like Tsunami. Who knows? They may even convince the Tsunami people to come down there. No, I don't know anything. Don't ask. <laughs> don't plant that seed. Yeah, I know. Don't plant that seed. Oh, God. But anyways. You um, said we they need were going to come to a KaiCon. <laughs> You said they were coming to a KaiCon. What's wrong with you? Yeah, whatever. Anyways. <laughs> you lied to us. <laughs> oh, Lord. I get a, I'll get Stop an email. Stop taking things so literally. Yeah. Things change all the time. Yeah. Which, by the way, I was really surprised that Jason said that they originally wanted to just do a repeating block. I didn't think... Yeah, I was a little surprised by that, too. I mean, yeah, it's a lot more work 
to do I kind of wanted to be thing. like I figured the main reason why they cut it down to 3 hours was because when they started out it was going to be a lot of work to do the whole 6 right. hours. But I, I was yeah. kind of surprised that they didn't that because he, after he said that I was like, "Well, then why didn't we continue the repeating block?" I'm like, "Fuck." <laughs> but, you know, whatever, it's too late now. We'll just we'll have the three and a half hour. The answer block. is because Hopefully. encores of action shows do not do very well. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Well, I, I'm hoping, and I'm sure you'll agree with me. I'm hoping that we at least get another half an hour of programming. So. Oh yeah, yeah, I definitely hope for that much because it's and maybe three and a and half hours is the, a weird time frame. <laughs> and by the way, like if if they do decide to give Toonami a lot more money, you know, give, I would love to have the eleven o'clock hour. I don't care about the back end of the back half of the block. Hell, you could end Toonami at three. If you give me the eleven o'clock hour, the sky's the limit. <laughs> so, mm. you know, I wouldn't mind that in the future, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's let's get the hell out of here <laughs> before we do anything. Um, so, as always, you can email us at podcast at tunamifaithful dot com. Give us listener mail. You can give us uh, your talk back. Uh, hell, you can tell us what we're doing right or wrong. We need, we love feedback. We love to hear about that stuff. So please let us know. Again, our email is podcast at tunamifaithful.com. Uh, please subscribe to – well, I'm not going to say Podomatic anymore. I'm going to say SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash tunamifaithfulpodcast, uh, Stitcher as well, and also iTunes, obviously. Um, we're still on Podomatic until the end of the month. Right, so you can subscribe, but again, we at the end of February, it's done. Okay, I'm not paying for it after that because <laughs> I got to move all the episodes over, anyways. Um, so if you guys don't have a SoundCloud account, I th- I'm sure they're free. I haven't heard anything other, you know, other than I know. So go follow us there. So again, it's SoundCloud.com/slash/JamieFaithfulPodcast. Uh, one note about Stitcher. Stitcher is only the episodes that I have loaded on SoundCloud right now. And I will, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I will be putting the Jason DeMarco interview on SoundCloud so that way we can embed it because it's a lot better with our website. So um, I will have that up probably by Friday at the latest. So um, please like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Uh, fo- uh, follow us on Twitter at Toonami Podcast, and you can tumble with us on Tumblr, which is ToonamiFaithfulOfficial.tumblr.com. And as always, you can listen to our podcast, all the old episodes, instead of trying to search for them, uh, podcast.ToonamiFaithful.com. Uh, I believe episode 1 through 20 is now feeding off of SoundCloud. I'll update the other 20 as soon as I can, but I'm trying to get everything over to SoundCloud first. So don't be surprised if episodes are still on Podomatic while I'm, you know, switching stuff over. So um, I'll have that also done by the end of the month. So, um, but um, I think that's it. So Sketch, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. You can tumble with me, Sketch1984.tumblr.com. You can ask me questions there as well. You can also ask me questions at ask.fm backslash sketch1984. And if you have any comments or suggestions for the podcast, you can direct those to sketch at tsunamifaithful.com. And let me stress, once again, we are not Toonami. Yeah, I need to make that clear, too. Um, 
I know that you guys, some of you get disappointed when, you know, you find out that we're not Toonami, but I, I don't know what to tell you. We're not Toonami. Okay. I, I, I'm glad that you guys think that we are. And, and it's kind of an honor to be said that, Hey, you're Toonami when we're not, but we're, we're not Toonami at all. We're not Toonami and Adult Swim. We're ToonamiFaithful.com, a fan site built for you guys. So, but anyways. And Paul, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. My last name is spelled P-E-S-C-R-I-L-O. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Paul Pascrillo. Uh, I've been posting some things from mostly more weather-related things so you can see what's going on up here in Rochester because, well... It gets really snowy sometimes. <laughs> and um, you can also ask me questions, and I do like any questions that you guys want to ask me. It's ask.fm slash Paul Pascrillo. Uh, you know, I, I, I love tsunami questions, don't get me wrong, but you know, you can ask me non tsunami related questions too. But please understand, if it's something that's – if you're being derogatory towards me or shitty, I probably won't answer your question unless I'm feeling – like killing trolls that day. <laughs> Unless you're feeling campy. Mm, campy, mm, yes. Delightfully <laughs> mm. By the way, since Darrell's not here, I can say this. Hey, Darrell's coming soon. <laughs> and by the way, I have to say this also. I love you, Michelle Ruff, right now. <laughs> have you been seeing the tweets on, on uh, Twitter? I have no idea. What's, what's this about Michelle Ruff liking me? I wasn't even on that interview. <laughs> I, I don't know, but all I can say is all I can say is it's kind of funny that all of a sudden Michelle is just like, and for those of you that don't know who Michelle Ruff is, she's the voice of Rukia on Bleach, um, Yoko on Gurren Lagann. Gurren Lagann. Um, it's just so hilarious because you know she screws around with Darrell and them on Facebook, but then to see it on Twitter, it's kind of funny because everybody else is picking up on it. They're going, "You guys are talking to a major voice actress." Yeah, what's your point? <laughs> so, Darrell, you're screwed either way. You're going to have to do it now. <laughs> and by the way, Sketch, I may not have you on that podcast. It may be me and Michelle hosting. Oh, I see how it is. Somebody's got to record <laughs> Michelle, it, buddy. Well, that's true. So you will be there, <laughs> but, you know. Well, no, I can record too, remember? You showed me how to record, so. Oh, but anyways, I am need... now officially useless to this podcast. Next week, Paul <laughs> is doing everything. No, I can't edit, and I don't have the time. <laughs> but anyways, um, that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you guys for listening each and every week. We sure appreciate you guys tuning in and liking us and subscribing to us and rating us, too, as well. Thank you guys for being with us each and every week. But this is the Toonami Faithful Podcast. Peace. We're out. you <laughs>